Hey guys, it's Mike and Kurt from Philcraft Survival. As you guys know, we don't make a penny off this podcast. One thing that was uh, advised to us and something that we've been thinking about is opening up the door for you guys to make a donation to the podcast to kind of keep us on track. Yeah, uh, Maybe we can get off the iPhone and stop recording <laughs> and actually build a studio or something. Yeah. But it'd be kind of cool to uh, you know upgrade the situation, which obviously upgrades the content for us to allow us to put out more content. Our objective is one to two podcasts per week uh, based on our current activities, which is being busy all the time. Yeah, We've reprioritized things, but you know, a lot of the podcasts that we compete with, uh, including Soft Rep, which we always stomp a mud hole in, uh, also Bernie <laughs> Sanders, which we defeat on a weekly basis. That's like two of the like complete opposite. <laughs> yeah, absolutely it is, and we're in, we're in the same category. We're, in, we're actually in government and organizations. We're we're a top ten podcast all the time. I think last time we checked, we were number five. Yeah, uh, competing with like Smithsonian Museum and right. Bernie Sanders Soft Rep, which is cool. Which is real cool. Yeah. So bottom line is, if you guys want to help us out and you guys want to make a donation, it's not anything. There's no obligation. It's yeah. not like we're forcing you guys, but we want you to do it. And if you don't do it, we'll just unfollow you. And, <laughs> um, but you guys can make a... Are you strong-arming people? Uh, passively aggressive. No, I think this is a cool way. I mean, you know, again, like Mike's saying, we're not asking uh, for anything. Wait, I think we are asking. Yeah, we are kind of, I guess. No, but like you said, there's no pressure to do it. But I think it would be cool because it's going gonna, it's gonna to expand the horizon of the podcast, improve the quality, and then allow us to make it, you know, more of a, a regular thing. So, that, Which I think is a staple for 2018. We need right. to be able to do that. Right. So if you guys want to make a donation, you could go to our PayPal account, which is our business PayPal account. Right. And it's uh, info at philcraftsurvival.com. Again, that's info at philcraftsurvival.com. Because this podcast is sponsored by Philcraft Survival. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's all we got. Oh, and Lucas uh, from T-Rex Arms. He's a, he's a good uh, business partner of ours, friends of ours, friends of ours. I don't know why I mentioned his name, but uh, he might have <laughs> well, gave us his hat the right idea. Now, so. Yeah, he might have gave us the idea, but no big deal. If you guys are interested, we appreciate your feedback. You don't have to uh, donate, but if you if you do, um, more power to the, the podcast and Heck the content. Yeah. yeah. And we look forward to uh, doing more of these. Hey guys, welcome back to the Philcraft Survival Podcast. I am your host, uh, Mike. And I'm your co-host, Kurt. That was the most normal <laughs> introduction. I'm, Nobody's going to like that. I'm feeling hella normal today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's the it's day It's a normal today? day. Absolutely. It's it Thursday. Um, well, what's happened lately? <laughs> hmm. Well... It, well, we dropped the shirts, so we're excited we about did. that. The Durango yeah. shirts. The Durango, yeah, the Durango hoodie is uh, obviously on the website and available for purchase, and it's going to be a limited run. And we are going to be doing other things in the future, so stay tuned for our other projects because we've got some other clothing items that we want to we want to do as well, and hopefully those will be a mainstay as far as field craft survival is concerned. Yeah, absolutely. I think the coolest thing about the clothing. As we found a good manufacturer, we R&D'd it for months. Yeah. And then figured out that, you know, we wanted to do something that was rugged. You know, people compare it to Carhartt. 
So it's it is rugged as Carhartt, but it's softer. It's plush. Yeah. It's not like a uh, it's not like a Carhartt jacket where you feel like you're wearing a uh, a cardboard box. <laughs> so it's a little bit softer. So you know we wanted to do the form and function, and I think we accomplished that. I mean, I've been wearing my shirt, and which I'm wearing right now. And I've abused the hell out of this shirt, and it's actually really durable. Yeah, it's not wearing. It's not like wearing a nylon, which is a lot of the shirts, uh, or Cordura. Yeah, um, it's a lo- it's a lot more comfortable. So, yeah, glad so, those came. So out. it wears on the skin well. <laughs> wears well, on the skin. we're going down a rabbit hole with the shirt. <laughs> we are. We are. Um, what else? We. Uh, what well, we we're, I mean, we're lining out the 2018 schedule for training. Um, we've got a lot of different things going on in 2018 that we're excited about. Um, I'm not going to tell you all those now. Uh, you're going to have to wait and see what's coming up, but it's going to be exciting and it's going to project Fieldcraft to another level, um, both I think in content and the ability to reach more people, which is going to be neat. You know what I mean? Because we've got a lot of cool things to say. So, yeah, I can't, you know, I think one of the business decisions that we made, um, one of the best ones we made with the podcast was not taking on sponsors. Right. So we don't inundate you with a whole bunch of garbage. Yeah. And so we decided to take donations instead. And honestly, that's been a lot better for us. You know, we're get, we're accumulating the funds, which we'll be building a studio um, and, you know, having it so we can fly in guests from that budget. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a lot more lucrative and it's just a lot better for the listeners so they don't have to be inundated with a whole bunch of garbage. So, yeah, pretty stoked about that. And then, you know, we're finishing up, we're finishing up the year. Um, <laughs> I'm going to Texas and teaching. Yeah. Uh, you got some family obligations, so you'll be staying behind. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's right before the holidays, which is the Im- important, you know, part of this episode. <laughs> I feel like you're like, I don't really know if the holidays are important. I, I honestly <laughs> want to talk about relationships. No. And love movies. No, we're not doing it. It's not oh, happening. Oh, dude, just let me vent. <laughs> All right. Holiday travel. Yeah, we're doing holiday travel because we want you guys to get something out of this podcast and it's not Mike's therapy sessions. <laughs> I know, man. I know. Uh, so holiday mm. travel. So I actually covered, uh, if you're part of the tribe and you receive a text uh, with with our information, I did a small video. It was about 12 minutes long. And to be honest with you, I didn't get to cover everything that we wanted to cover. So we wanted to do a podcast on holiday travel. So we're going to try to keep this at like 30 or 40 minutes. Uh, But some important things to think about. And I led off with holiday travel. And obviously, a lot of you are going to be traveling to visit family and doing all these different things, right, for the holiday season. And uh, it's super important um, to obviously be prepared for that, right? Yeah, I... You know, the most dangerous times of the years um, or the year is the holiday season because obviously more people are hitting the roads. Crime increases typically because there's more gifts, more shit to steal, more, more shit to steal. Um, It's just, you know, it's a it's a focal point. Really, people are drinking more. People are out on the road. There's There's a whole bunch of kinds of shit. going on. people are breaking up with each other. (laughs) Just a whole bunch of shit going down. Um, So so when you're looking at uh, a holiday travel you know, we want to break it down to where we tell you exactly what to do. Cause we, you know, we could talk about really conceptually. I think we could beat a dead horse yeah. about things that to think about, but we want to tell you things to do. So I yeah. think that's where this episode's going. So I started off, I think one of the big things was just a reminder about your EDC or everyday carry and the minimum with those we feel like, uh, and obviously, Hey, you've got to look at geographically where you're going. 
um, and what the laws are in those areas. So for example, if I'm traveling from Colorado to California to be with my family, you know, there's an issue if I fly with a firearm or something like that uh, when I get on the ground. Those well, are the that's a good point you just brought up. Like yeah. a lot of people don't even fly. Like if you travel and you fly with your family, mm-hmm. there's people are like, oh, you just want to travel with my gun a minute. It's, it takes you two seconds to Google the laws in that area. Sure. And it takes you five minutes to pack out your gun. Yeah. In a locked box. In a locked box for right. TSA. Displace your ammo. Right. Check it separately. You hit the ground and you stage your uh, your EDC. So don't just blow that off because you're flying yeah. uh, via airplane. Yeah. So uh, obviously one of the, I think there are four that I mentioned in the video and we've talked about this a little bit on the podcast before. So just a refresher, firearm, blade, uh, white light, med kit, EDC. Yeah. Um, so that's just a refresher, a reminder that, hey, wherever you're going, uh, we have an obligation, I think, at least I feel like I do as a husband and a father uh, to be protecting my family and myself. And so when I travel, even if it's for the holidays, uh, typically that's what I take. You know, one thing that we did, because, you know, with Phil Craft on the equipment side, we want to give you like tools and you know, things to help you and assist you in this EDC thing. So we made the Philcraft survival trays, the EDC trays. We actually did a right. limited run of 50, and I think they're almost sold out. Um, but those are on the website. You can check those out. But that's like the first step in getting your kind of like the structure, yeah, the mainframe for your mindset. Well, if you're married like I am and your shit's all over the kitchen table, and then you get this beautiful EDC tray from Philcraft Survival, and it, uh, you it know, blends in with the well. Loop. Now, now yeah. it's all in a tray. So my my gun and my yep. wallet and my watch and all this shit isn't you know dispersed on the table. Yeah. It just makes sense. So. If you're like me and you have nobody except for Pearl, <laughs> you just throw <laughs> the shit on the floor yeah. and you sleep with your gun under your pillow. Yeah. So your EDC you have to collect every morning. So that's no big deal. Yeah. All right. So um, leading into you know the traveling considerations. We, let's talk about vehicle stuff because I know you mentioned vehicle stuff. I did. I didn't get a chance to talk about everyday mobility as much as I wanted to. So this is a, obviously another great forum to cover that in depth. Hey, again, geographically, where are you going? Are you going to an area that has bad winter weather? You well, know, you talk, that was a good point, right? The yeah. atmospherics kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Because it drives everything that you do, whether it's the clothes you pack, uh, which we know that people can die extremely quickly if, if when they're uh, in an environment or exposure, right. For a long time out in the cold or something like that, or, you know, it helps to drive, uh, you to think about, um, how to pack your vehicle out for everyday mobility. Like what I have in it, where am I going? You know, what kind of tires do I have in my car? Do I have snow chains? Do I have a, you know, recovery strap, if you will, or a tow rope or something to that effect. Um, or, you know, they make those, uh, I forget what they're called, but they're those, um, we used to use them in the desert, like for example, in the United Arab Emirates. Camelbacks. No, 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 no. A sunscreen. <laughs> yeah. No, but it helps you get traction in a in like a shitty. Oh yeah, it's yeah. Like skid, a, it's like skid plate things, or like a, a traction plate. Yeah, it's like a rubber. We should know this. Fuck. We I know. Should have googled this. <laughs> Travis, <laughs> contact Travis underscore Team, team Focraft for what we're talking about. Yeah, because it's really good. Because if you yeah, if yeah. you get stuck somewhere and you can throw one of these under the tire and it actually gives you traction to pull you out which is a good piece of equipment to have, uh, obviously if you get stuck somewhere. So other things to think about, obviously, you know, you may not have time to do this prior to the holidays, but again, I think it's good stuff to have the, you know, geographically, uh, or uh, depending on where you live, um, you know, a winch, things like that. Yeah. You know, a good point you brought up is, uh, um, the atmospherics, you know, the weather, 
Yeah. You know, if you're going from Colorado, did some sniper shit right there. Atmospherics. Atmospherics, (laughs) altitude density. (laughs) But if you go from, uh, you know, a, a warm climate, for example, and you fly into a place and you rent a car in Montana, for example, you have to be prepared for that stuff. So you might want to rent the four wheel drive vehicle. Yeah. You might want to look at the all wheel drive options. You might want to make sure the car has uh, winter tires on it, not just radial tires. Right. You might want to even uh, go and get maybe a small recovery kit or fly with one. Yeah. Because, you know, the big things is exposure to the elements. You get stuck in the middle of a snowstorm in Montana and you're in your car and, pe- and people can't recover you for a period of time and you're low on gas and, you know, that you could stack the odds against you. Yeah. But a warm blanket, a wool blanket, for example, a yeah. whoopee, a a space blanket, a Mylar space blanket that's in our Fieldcraft survival kit. Hell, fly with the Fieldcraft minimalist survival kit. Which in the video I actually talked about, I said, hey, this is a shameless plug for the survival kit. But the cool thing about the Green Beret minimalist survival kit that we make is that, you know, at a minimum, you've got all the stuff that you would need uh, if basically, you know, a modern survival situation presents itself. Yeah, good points. Um, every, something else with EDM. <laughs> EDM. <laughs> Um, be careful don't don't know. St- yeah don't. everyday Mo- mobility <laughs> yeah. um everyday mobility is you have to have a go bag you know we talk about you know your edc that's what's on your person that's what you carry personally but you always have to upgrade your situation so a go bag is the upgrade obviously to the edc and it just has a little bit more uh advanced uh, or upgradable survival items like the minimal survival kit right a more pronounced uh ifac or individual medical kit yeah um, maybe rations of food and water. I mean, yeah, uh, an algae bottle with water. And we've talked about that bag before. And, you know, we've kind of based it off of our experience in the military of having a go bag that gets you about 72 hours. Yeah. So when you think about how you, what you plan inside of that bag, you know, Mike's talking about food right now, you know, we could be talking about water, right? All the basic things that are in that bag, it needs to get you about 72 hours. Yeah. Cause I mean, let's be honest, if you're anywhere in America, and even you're stranded in the worst kind of storm. Yeah. Um, 72 hours really is going to be in a window where emergency responders can get to you. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. You, you plan for the worst case scenario. But um, in this situation with holiday travel, you could, you know, make sure you get. What know. kind of chow should we throw in that bag? Like McDonald's, like Big Macs and fries or. I'm thinking stack and Chick-fil-A. <laughs> yeah. Uh you like, like spicy the wraps. chickens? Yeah, the chicken wraps from yeah. Chick-fil-A. Well, I mean, it's a good point. You when you when you put look, you can go months without food. I know Kirk can go like six months. <laughs> I can go like two weeks. Yeah. Um, uh, it's all based on your reserve. It's based on a whole bunch of um, physical. Are you saying I have like love handles and a no. spare tire? It's or? your calves. Yeah, your calves bro. are full of meat, yeah. bro. I didn't think so. You know what I'm saying? And your calves <laughs> are like beef jerky. <laughs> um, <laughs> Slim Jim, son. Yeah. Um, but I think what's cool is. You know, you can go for an extended period of time without food, but you don't want to. Yeah. I mean, food is, you know, if you go, if I go four hours without food, I'm hangry. Yeah. And so pack and ration condensed chow. I mean, we use cliff bars in the military, which were a staple of really of operations and I'm so tired of cliff bars, man. (laughs) I love them, dude. Now when we stop and we're on the road, I'm like... I'm like looking for any healthy options at some shitty gas station. You get a malt liquor and yeah. a clip I get bar. a I get a, a bottle a of Mickey's. old English, <laughs> old English eight ball, and I get a Cliff Bar, and that, that keeps me going. It keeps you keeps surviving. Me malt liquor and Cliff Bars. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, something else is dehydrated food, yeah. uh, but a consideration for dehydrated anything is if you're dehydrated, 
and then you don't have water. Yeah. And then you do have water. You got to reconstitute, gotta reconstitute the, the dehydrated yeah. food and right. you're kind of screwing yourself. Yeah. Uh, keep it simple. Don't stupid. pee in it. Maybe you could. I don't know. Yeah, that's actually a Eggs really good. Eggs and bacon. Yeah. With a little bit of pee pee. <laughs> Dude. That actually should be a te- – we should make you do a video oh, here of you peeing in your eggs and here bacon. Here we go. Oh. We'll save that for something later this year because – Yeah, gonna, it might happen. You're going to want that like – It might you're happen. You're going to want to capture that moment with video and audio, I think. Dude, that's going to be – It's yeah, that's going to be on a major network. <laughs> um, so also the water consideration to me is the, the biggest consideration. And, you know, when I travel, when I'm in my vehicle, I travel with a, a one-gallon jug of water. Mm-hmm. because you go into a convenience store and you're traveling long distance and you're traveling, you know, to see your family across a couple of States. Um, a, two, a one gallon jug of water is like 99 cents. Yeah. Like- as opposed to like a 12 ounce bottle of Aquafina is like five bucks. <laughs> yeah. I never understand. I don't that, either. Bro. It's like, you know, you go in and they have all these Gucci ass waters on the top shelf and it's like, you know, $8 for this bottle of Avion. Yeah. Then you trash. Like, what the? F- and then you look down, and there's a one gallon for ninety nine cents. Ninety nine cents. I don't know, two ninety nine, whatever. Yeah, but get it's the, like get the hmm. one gallon jug. Get the one gallon jug. <laughs> get the one jug. Ja- what the hell? Get the one gallon jug. Because go. number one, you can obviously drink out of it, but if you have to, you could take it on the go, stick it in your EDC bag or or your uh, go bag, and and pop smoke. Yeah. Uh, EDM. Now we talk about an EDM. Uh, we talk about everyday mobility bag, right? But it doesn't have to be a bag. It could be literally your vehicle is a yeah. You um, have you have the mobile... contents. Yeah, you got the yeah. contents like stashed in and around your vehicle. A good example of that is my Tacoma. Uh, <laughs> you got Snicker bars, <laughs> yeah. Milky Ways crammed in. Your I have seat. snacks everywhere. So when we get in, you know, we're crushing Snickers M- bars, M&M's, Sunvisor. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. No, but it's got, you know, there's space underneath the back seat. There's all kinds of different things. So take a good look uh, at what you're driving and make sure that where you're putting things, um, because you probably have functional space inside of the vehicle where you can put that stuff away and it's not in the way. So when you're traveling, you got your wife, your kids, whoever, your significant others. if you need it. Yeah, you got it. Um, Something to think about is the vehicle itself. And we do, you know, we do this in the military. We we call it... uh, what is it called? The inspections we do? A PMCS. PMCS. Wow. That's a, <laughs> what does that stand for? It's preventative check or pre preventative. Preventative. Yeah. Maintenance. Maintenance. Checks and services. Checks and services. I think PMCS. one of you mechanics that's listening to this out here, if we jack that up. Well, we used to jack it up as team yeah. guys because we go over to the motor pool yeah. and they'd hand us a sheet and then we go, I don't want to do this. And we just check all the blocks <laughs> and then get the hell out of there. <laughs> And we kick a Don't tire. Don't tell everybody our secrets, man. Some motor pool sergeant out there is going to be like, those, those fucking SF guys. Some warrant in the <laughs> motor pool. Um, but yeah, you have to do a PMCS or a preventative maintenance on your vehicle. Yeah. That includes checking your oil. That includes checking your tire pressure. That includes... You've been checking anybody's oil lately? <laughs> um, Not really. I won't be checking right, anybody's sorry, oil for a long, for an extended period of time. Got it. Oh, uh, Christmas. <laughs> um. Anyways... So you get to the point where you're inside your vehicle, check your heater system, check, yeah. you know, your heat in the winter in Christmas or during Christmas is important to check your winter or your winter, your heat goes out in the winter time. Yeah, dude, you're going to be sucking. I've actually had that happen. I've had both uh, versions of that one where my air conditioner went out on a trip, road trip to Texas nice. in the middle of summer. Ooh. And I had every window down and I, I was chugging Slurpees. 
<laughs> you just had like a slurpee you, on my gut. You had a, yeah, you had a front-mounted camelback with a slurpee in it, and you're fucking sucking that thing. I had like a, a Budweiser hat with the two the two cans on the side <laughs> with straws, and it said, "I love Texas." Yeah. Oh, it was horrible. But and the you know the other side of that is also if you're traveling and your heater goes out. Your air conditioner is more likely to go out because it requires, you know, maintenance and fluid as opposed to coils and a heater. But you have to check that kind of stuff. Yep. And also check your spare tire. Make sure it's got pressure. Make yep. sure you get the lugs. Make sure you got all the equipment to be able to change the tire. Yep. Those are um, basics, right? All the basics. Yeah. And if you're rolling out on a road trip and you got to check engine light, you might want to get that looked at prior to leave. Nah, fuck it, bro. Just roll, man. <laughs> yeah. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Um, all right. So outside the vehicle. Um we're talking about self-defense. Yeah. So we talked, you know, we talked EDC. So even with self-defense stuff, like I still look at this, like I, I approach these different things just like we planned in the military. So again, geographically, where am I going? What's the crime situation in that area? What are the most likely things uh, that could potentially happen? I mean, that's all stuff that you have to consider. And then obviously, uh, you know, how are you going to, uh, defend yourself? All you're going to do is you're going to use the stuff that you carry for EDC, right? Yeah. And you know, I, I think the biggest, you know, the biggest consideration in reducing your risk is mitigating it in advance. Yeah. You know, situational awareness is one of the, the greatest gifts that we naturally have that we naturally blow off. And so if you're in a situation, you know, where you pull up in, in a, you know, you're rolling down the highway and you pull up at a gas station and it looks shady. That's probably a spidey sense of you just considering it looking shady to tell you to go to a different gas station. Yeah. And all those things that, that you see and observe, pay attention to that sense because that those are going to be the things that mitigate the potential chance of you being uh, in a conflict or being uh, a victim of a crime. Right. Um, you know, I, I never forget when I was a kid. No, I was a kid. I was actually an adult. I felt like a kid. I was in the military <laughs> and I actually came home for Christmas and I had all the Christmas gifts that I bought all my family and friends inside of a closet inside yeah. of Hope Mills in, in Fayetteville, which is a big shithole. <laughs> so it's obvious why this happened. We love you, Fayetteville. We Come love on. you. So they on the 23rd, which is, uh, you know, a couple days before Christmas, I was in Florida and I was driving back up and I got a phone call that said for my stepdad said, hey. Your car's been, or your house has been broken into. They stole all the presents, Damn. and they stole the gifts and left uh, wrapping paper all over the front lawn where they were stripping it open. Yeah, just... and then and then throwing away what they didn't want. Like I bought a friend a Sex in the City DVD. Well, I guess <laughs> criminals don't like Sex in the City. Yeah, and you know so. They they threw it out and As just destroyed to it. Sex in the country. Sorry, sex in the country. A, that was a bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, and so. The crazy thing is I was still driving back and before I can get back, they broke in again. Damn. And stole the rest of my shit. Motherfuckers. Mother effers. So, so, you know, I was thinking is like, you know, one, people who break into stuff are typically people who might know you. Yeah. Um, or they're affiliates or associates of people that know you. So if you have a house party at your house and you're like, who the hell are these people? And then you get broken in the next, next weekend, hmm. it's probably the people that you invited over your house. <laughs> I feel like you like go and do a raid on your buddy's house, dude, dude. <laughs> and so I, I knew who it was. And you know, when I was, when I was thinking about stuff is they were, they were tracking my pattern of life. Yeah. So when you are setting a pattern during the holidays, don't, don't try to disrupt that pattern by doing things intentionally. 
Like typically you would leave the house, you turn off all the lights, right? Yeah. Well, you might not want to do that during the holidays yeah. because that's an indication that nobody's home. You yeah. might want to leave on your lights because a criminal is less likely to break in if they know they're exposed to lights yeah. and being identified. Um, your garage. You know, most people leave their garages open that live in safe neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. During the Christmas holidays, don't do, don't leave your doors unlocked. Don't yeah. leave your uh, doors open. Try to reduce that risk by just being smart and having situation awareness. Have an animal, a dog. Dogs are big yeah. deterrents a for scumbags. Lion. Yeah, you could have a lion. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. A Belgian mouse. Get a Belgian, Belgian mouse. I use Belgian mouse to identify chicks that uh, I'm starting uh, starting to talk to, <laughs> and if they bite, if Pearl bites them, then I know it's probably not going to work yeah, you out. You got to wave off. Yeah. So Pearl's bitten. <laughs> yeah. I want to go down a rabbit she, hole. She keeps biting everybody. She keeps biting everybody. She hates everybody. <laughs> But she likes this dude named Chuck that I've been talking to. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Oh, hmm. Maybe that's a sign. I don't know. I don't know. Well, his sign's Aquarius, so I don't know. Maybe it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We're compatible in like friendship. But. Yeah. Well, you actually hit on some like basic stuff now that we're talking about, right? And one of the things I was thinking about too is uh, obviously if you have travel plans, whether, you know, it, it could be something like going to the airport. Hey, be advised. There's a lot of people traveling during those times. And oh, by the way, the bad guys, like the kind from other places and potentially here in the United States that want to wreak havoc on uh, the holidays because they know a lot of people are together and that's a special time for us, right? Um, There's going to be a lot of extra security measures. So you need to pad your timeline uh, to be able to to, uh, show up, you know, on time and and be able to get to your flight and all these other things. So I would pay attention uh, to that kind of stuff. And typically speaking, most airports... Uh, they announce that kind of stuff. That's more overt stuff that they want to tell people like, hey, we're keeping an eye out for, for bad guys. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I think that's actually really smart that, you know, considering timelines. And also when you're going into these crowded areas, you know, I would never like tell people to stay away from Christmas tree lighting ceremonies or yeah. churches or all this stuff. Just be aware of your surroundings and yep. pay attention to where you're located in that bunch of people. Yeah. You know, when you go to a ceremony... Don't just be in the middle of the pack. Yeah. Not put yourself, attention. Yeah. Put yourself on the outskirts where you could exfil or, or, or quickly exit. Yeah. Pay attention. I, what I like to do is put myself in the rear. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I put myself in no, the rear. No, I don't know what you're saying. Uh, I'll show you later. <laughs> yeah. I put myself in the rear where I could observe everybody. And typically it's like rear right. And I don't know why, but it's I, I, I favor the right side. I think it's because you're left eye dominant. So. I'm left eye dominant, <laughs> and so I'm right handed, so I can draw the gun across the left of the crowd faster. I guess something. so, something like that. Yeah. And you know, I'm I'm I consider that as like a standard operating procedure in my life. Like I'll never go into a crowd and not be in the rear right of that crowd because I can observe everybody, and typically I'll be located to the nearest exit. And it's not a paranoia thing. I mean. Maybe somebody who's trying to attempt to do that is like, honey, uh, let's be in the rear right, yeah. like uh, Phil Krauss survival said. And they're making it anxious. Yeah. Um, but just try to do it more often, and it will kind of be like a routine well, that you just do. Yeah, and it falls into what we teach with training is that you've got to actually do training. Like, you're not going to rise to the occasion. Uh, you're going to fall back to your lowest level or, you know, your highest level of training or whatever it is. You know what I mean? So when we talk about this kind of stuff, that's the lens you need to be viewing it through is – uh hey, when it's time to travel, and um, that was too late. You should have done the preparation prior to to help uh, on the execution side of the actual travel. Something you mentioned was communication, and it, it brings up a good point internally. 
you know, to have internal communication and plans for contingencies with your family is important. You know, when you, when you get your family and you get together and you go into a shopping mall, right? And you have kids, you don't just blindly just, you know, leave the car and then disperse in five different directions. Right. You, you give them a plan of action. You say, Hey guys, if, Ooh, yeah. you know, worst case scenario, we're going to meet back here at this location if something happens. Holiday shopping. That's I'm thinking about this right now. And it's like, wherever you're going, even if it's you're crazy. traveling, yeah, there's the malls are crazy. There's tons you know where of I'll fucking be? people in bed with Pearl <laughs> with peanut butter, with peanut butter, <laughs> a jar, jar of Jiffy. Yeah. Um, but you know, you, you need just to just be deliberate about your actions. And I think, you know, we used the, the acronym PACE. It's primary, alternate, contingency, and emergency. Have a primary plan of action. The primary plan is, hey, we're going to go shopping. If we get displaced, what's going to happen? Our alternate course of action is we if we get displaced, we're going to meet up at Chick-fil-A at a time hack, like at 3.30 p.m. Mm-hmm. If we go to, uh, to the uh, uh, Chick-fil-A and nobody's there at 3.30 uh, p.m., we're going to wait 15 minutes. If nothing happens at 15 minutes, we're all going to meet back at the car at four o'clock. Yeah. If we meet back at the car at four o'clock and nobody's there, then I'm getting worried. I'm well, getting concerned. And here's another good acronym. We used this in Ranger School and it was GATWA. Remember that? Yeah. I'm where we're going. Others going with me. The time yep. that we're leaving and when we'll be back. And yep. then actions on contact. Yep. Which basically for us in the field was like with the bad guys. But hey... It's a good acronym to plan by and it's easy to remember. So that's who's, or it's where I'm going, others going with me. Yep. It's the time I'm leaving and the time I'm going to return. And then what actions to take if something bad happens. And then you could add in there what actions to take if I don't get back there on time. Yeah. I like got one anal. Those are my favorite ones. <laughs> you know, anal was uh, action. Yeah. Okay. Uh, action and then you n- like nunchucks anal, period that's, yeah nunchucks that's not an acronym guys in autumn <laughs> yeah. and then with lovers yeah exactly there yeah. you go there's there's got one anal now now you can leave and you can be prepared for the holidays <laughs> got one anal <laughs> all right so move it on um so you know uh, this christmas season um you know we 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 actually stopped working after the the texas stuff we don't really ever stop. Yeah, working. we never stop working. Let's be honest. My life is this company. Your life is Phil Craft Survival, and mine is too. And that's just the way it is. That's just the way it is, man. Um, what else? Um, I think that I mean that covers a lot of the basic stuff that we wanted to talk about. Um, we wanted to keep you know this uh, episode um, around thirty to forty minutes, and I think um, yeah, we're getting close to that. So um, I think in closing, uh, hey. We appreciate your support. We appreciate you guys listening to Phil Craft Survival's podcast. We appreciate all the feedback that we get from you guys. We're um, extremely excited excited about 2018 coming up. You know, we wish uh, all of you a happy holidays, a safe holidays, and we hope that information like this resonates with you so you can plan properly, protect yourself and your families. Um, Mike and I take that pretty seriously, and we want to deliver good content uh, that makes sense to our audience. Good points. You know, I, I, uh, I second that, <laughs> um, uh, you know, without you guys' support, you know, you know, guys are in gals who are PayPaling us at info at philcraftsurvival.com. Yeah. It um, keeps the podcast going. That keeps us going because we, we have to prioritize work. Yeah. And when we have capital to work with, to make a studio, how I got a guy who's sending us headphones, studio headphones. Awesome. Um, cause we're not wealthy. We run a small business. We we're not doing this for money. Cause I mean, the bottom line is 
Uh, we spend more time developing content and trying to help other people. Right. Um, you know, in 2018, uh, we're looking forward to a lot of different ventures that are just going to, you know, basically do the same things that are, are in our mission statement, which is, you know, trying to, to educate the normal civilian, the everyday civilian with modern survival to be better prepared yep. and also help our brothers and, and our sisters in the military and law enforcement and first responders yep. um, all the while all, all, along the journey. So yeah, Merry Christmas and, uh, and uh, happy new year. We might get a, a new year episode in here prior, Yeah. Uh, but definitely Merry Christmas. Ooh, and that's going to be interesting. We should do that. We need to on yeah. new year's Eve. Yeah. We'll have like, uh, we should do like beers and you know, whatever else we <laughs> wasted. <laughs> no, 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 no. That would be a shooting the shit episode. That'd be yeah. kind of cool. Ooh, we should do. Yeah. Shooting the shit episode on new year's Eve. That would be cool, man. Yeah. That'll be cool. Did you just make that promise? I'm not making a promise. We never promise anything. <laughs> yeah. <I've>, yeah. <laughs> Why are you looking yeah. at me weird? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Cause I'm waiting for you to wrap this podcast up. Sorry, bro. Host. I don't. Jeez, I got things on my mind. Shit up, bro. I, so I, I got things <laughs> on my mind. I wanted to do an episode on moving forward, but he wouldn't let me. Kurt wouldn't let me. We'll so do that later, bro. You got to think about some stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I need to go into hiding. <laughs> All right. Till next time. Stay alert. Stay alive.